0: The Olympics are postponed, a notable coaching change, and more from the front lines as everything has changed in the TX water polo world. Here we go. I'm James Smith, still in Santa Fe, and Joe Linehan is self-quarantined in North Texas. Are you hanging in there, Joe? Self-quarantine is probably a little
1: bit too harsh of a label, but I am hanging in there, yes. Think so yeah. i have it a little bit easier than probably most we're essentially people. doing that well i mean yeah well, how but, so um what that i have it easier than most people i don't have kids yeah. we just have two dogs i normally work from home right so you know uh yeah. you know and my and my wife is now home from uh and then and she's a teacher so she's about to get busy with everything going back to the online school so I think we are good right. uh, relative to some other
0: people. It, yeah, it could be a lot harder. So we're generally good too. Um, we had decided to come back to Texas on Saturday, which is you know, no, no major great news, but we had debated staying longer because uh, things are relatively easy up here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Is you know big state. Do You know, there's only 2 million people in the entire state of New Mexico, so it's a a lot of space, but um, we have stuff to do, so we got to come back on on Saturday, and um, we get to experience the rest of what Texans get to experience. And I
1: think all Texans kind of read this morning and kind of woke up kind of to the news, some big water polo news, or just I, I guess just big sports news in general. Olympics has been postponed
0: until 2021. What do you think? Yeah, 2020, 2021. Um, right. I p- posted a piece on Total Water Polo this morning just covering what Chris Ramsey said in response to it. It was he supported the decision. Um, it was inevitable. I mean, all of us could see that on Twitter and so on when you see people like the or, or organizations like the Canadian Olympic Committee saying that they're not going to send players and or, or athletes to the games. It was not sustainable. It was not something that could happen. It's going to have and has had profound effects on what's going on with water polo in the United States, Um, but none of it was a surprise, do you think?
1: No, uh, not at all. I mean, I think this is probably the uh, kind of the social responsible thing to do, and I completely support it. And, you know, I mean, why rush it this year when we can just kind of do a better job with it next year, right? So. There's plenty sure. of other stuff to worry about out there. I do find it humorous, though, that I did read that they're still going to call it the 2020 Olympics, but it's going to be in 2021.
0: Yeah, all the, the branding is done. They've got all the all the T-shirts are printed, they, but they don't want yeah, to yeah, slap plenty a one at on the end of it.
1: But they have plenty of time to change that up. So there you go. But uh, I mean, this is I mean, I just I just find it humorous that the only other time that they did not have. Um, like or postponed or canceled. Yeah, the Olympics was kind of due to world wars. So this is the level of that internationally. Mm-hmm, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and it's definitely. And it's,
0: it's had its effects here in the States too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, uh, like I've gotten a lot of questions uh, yesterday and then earlier this morning was about what about the National Junior Olympics in Northern California? And the answer right now is we don't know. It is still scheduled to move forward as like as planned um, as of right now, um, USA Waterpole did put out a note to all members Yeah, this morning that um, all USA Waterpool events and in practices and, and activities kind of should be canceled through April 17th. So to me, I'm like, uh, I think everybody's just going to be waiting for a couple of weeks to see what yeah, to what happens and then we will go kind of move forward. But what if. We don't have uh, JOs this summer. Thoughts, James?
0: Um, the summer is made for junior junior Olympics. It's the defining moment of the summer. Um, but as we've talked about, this is uh, the, this is an issue that that spans much greater than the water polo community. It just makes sense, like that that everything else should be canceled as well, essentially. I mean, I, I suppose. There could be exceptions and we just simply don't know um at this point but if that were to take place i could see it basically just shutting the summer down as well
1: well i kind of see it like this yes if they need to cancel jos again it's the social responsible thing to do if yeah if that if it comes to that um but you know pools start opening up again here and like you know late may or early june there's no reason that the texas water poll community can't come together and kind of put on different tournaments and have some different championships to allow the athletes to play a little bit this summer, to give, to get them out of the house and give them something to do. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's, that's again, we don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot going on out there, but um, you know, I mean, there's,
0: there's too many questions. Yeah. Right now. So. Too many questions what what um what does this do for and again it's speculation at this point but uh, zone championships obviously are required in order to go to Junior olympics and junior olympics is still on the calendar what do we know about that well it's uh that is that's the
1: big question i mean obviously that kind of if can we have jo's if we don't have the zone championships or the zone calls? um that's the big question or are we just going to have teams Kind of just sign up because there's going to be a lot less teams that are going to be willing to travel or or ready to travel by the end of the summer. These are all kind of questions that are being asked right now, and um, again, in 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 a, in a couple of weeks or about a month, those type of decisions are
0: going to start being made. So. Right. NCAA season. Well, that's not news, but uh, came last week. Um, so we're really just shut down. I mean, we're going to sit here vamping for the next few weeks about what's uh, what, really about speculation. We don't, we're not entirely sure what's going on. Um, but uh, that, that's it to start. I think let's come back and we'll talk a little bit about uh, about high school water polo and then even delve into what uh, uh, club stuff is happening. Uh, and we'll talk about that next. <laughs> Right about now, you might be expecting some song and dance about a product you don't need. Well, shush, we don't advertise here, and we want to keep it that way, so we sure would appreciate your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate so we can keep covering the sport we love in the great state of Texas. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. It's James and Joe back with you for the TX Water Polo podcast. Things have uh, obviously changed immensely, and the format of this is going to be probably a little bit different. We're going to have a lot of conversations with people um, and probably even a little bit of nostalgia. But before we get into any of that... Um, to delve back into what's happening in Texas, it was confirmed this last week that uh, UIL activities of all kind, or, or all competition, rather, shall be banned until May 4. And, Joe, you have some in- information about uh, how, you know, it affects practices and such. But basically, Tiska has followed suit and just said, we're simply not going to have anything at least until May.
1: Yeah, so TISCA basically, or TISCA Water Polo, has basically... If the UIL uh, chooses to move forward with their spring sports at some point, then the water pole season will move forward. Now, if the UIL uh, decides to cancel all of the spring sports, well, then the high school season yeah, will be canceled. So basically TISC water pole was going to be waiting for what the UIL says. And as of right now, there's no competitions through May 3rd. Now that, but they have some language in there that if, if Schools and school districts are capable that they can start practicing kind of prior to that in the middle of April as, yeah, kind of as needed. So it's just, uh, again, it's a big wait and see type uh, kind of,
0: yeah, kind of attitude right now. So, yeah, Uh, your spring football practices may still be able to take place. That's the irony of it all. But um, no comment on that. Um, that.
1: (laughs) If you you are curious on what what the real sport is. If you're curious, everybody out there, the, uh, like the UIL website is UILtexas.org, UILtexas.org. Yeah. So, and they have some press releases and they put up uh, updates every couple of days there. Um, yeah, some other events, you know, I think we mentioned this last week a little bit, the Southside Badger Brawl on April 4th and 5th has been canceled. Um, the Houston uh, like Open, which is a master's event, which is April 25th and 26th, is currently to be determined. They're, yeah, uh, they're still kind of like... Evaluating this situation, all local game days are canceled, postponed, or or uh, TBD. The TAGS tournament, the Texas Age Group State Water Polo Champs. Now that is currently scheduled for May 9th, 10th. It is still scheduled at, at this time, but again, it's got, it's going to be it's going to be determined on if we can get back in the water, teams can start practicing, and or even if the school districts open up their facilities. So that's it's actually scheduled for a school district pool. Um, right. At this time, the Welcome to Texas shootout in May is still scheduled um, a- along with all the other stuff in kind of during the summer. But again, you know, as more information comes around, then we will make some more uh, finite decisions. So, you know, and,
0: tune in next week. We'll have some more information. So,
1: and everybody can kind of keep up on the Southwest uh, zone kind of water pole calendar. That's at the Southwest uh, zone website, that is southwestwaterpole.org. And James actually keeps yes. that, yeah that website uh, uh, up to
0: date. I actually keep the calendar up to date. So Some of it. That's um, among other things. R- ramping up total water polo again. I know I said it earlier, but we're, I'm, I've, I've got some stuff taking place. So back into that journalistic fold. Um, also, both of us have, have club teams to manage and to, to uh, work with. Um, I know that... Uh, You know, Twitter is basically loaded with training at home videos and um, other efforts. And so uh, it's been pretty easy in the sense of being able to send workouts out to my athletes. Um, I actually just went to YouTube. There's a there's a site called Fitness Blender. I I don't get any money from them or anything like that. That's actually quite good. So I have a few workouts that uh, they can do along with YouTube. Plus, there's a ball handling stuff like and stuff like that. How long this is going to last, I'm not sure, but, you know, it's obviously something that they got to do in order to stay shape if and when we get in the pool anytime soon.
1: Yeah, and I'm sending stuff back to the Mavericks and Lone Star Water Pole people and, like, the athletes and parents. I'm trying to send an email on Tuesday, so kind of right before we got on the podcast today, I kind of sent out my email. This week I sent out a bunch of kind of videos from CAP7 that are doing some remote training videos and they're in their YouTube channels, their tips of the week. Uh, last week I sent out some stuff for the six eight sports, as well as just some general kind of links and and kind of articles and videos and such. So I just try to send out something a little bit different each week. And then you know and 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 what I basically do is I is I'll just collect the stuff kind of between the Tuesday emails and just kind of put it yeah, together all all in one place and kind of send it out. And then also yesterday USA Water sent out to all members. Like USA or like the at home with USA Waterpolo, which was had, which has a whole schedule of kind of the Instagram kind of talks and the interviews and and articles and some challenges and stuff like that. So go, so go check that out at and I think USA Waterpole yeah. was at USW USAWP for their Twitter, Facebook, and yeah. Instagram. So
0: yeah, yeah. The, um, all, uh yeah there's just no excuse basically for not working out there's just so much available out there including I've, I've seen zoom workouts you know that are live so um that that's we've got some options it's certainly suboptimal but uh, that's the way it goes um yeah all right hey, uh, and yeah yeah uh, these shows are yeah and hey if you have a yeah yeah
1: if you have a pool definitely utilize it especially as it gets a little warmer Definitely get out there and swim and pass and train uh, and get a rebounder or, or a ball online. There's lots of ways to come back from this even a better and more knowledgeable player. So,
0: yeah. There's a video of a young woman who's in the pool in—I don't remember where it was. I think it's the Midwest in a wetsuit. So you know, can be done. Like i, I thought about that myself. Like I, I have a pool at home, but I don't have a wetsuit, and I've become very wimpy about cold water. So I don't think that's going to be me. But somebody else who's younger could could get away with that. And I stopped getting in the pool a long time ago. So there you go. As we both know, yeah. Well, uh, let's let's wrap this up and we're going to talk to uh, Joe had a conversation with uh, Foster Head Coach Scott Slay earlier today. Um, we cover a lot of territory, including a coaching change. So um, when we come back, we'll talk with Scott Slay and then we'll wrap things up. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, Head Coach of the Men's and Women's flow Programs and
1: home of our Kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Waterflow, I always listen to the TX Warflow Podcast. With Scott Slay, who is the head coach of Foster High School, also the head coach of Viper Pigeons. Actually, you've done a lot, a lot of different things over the years. How are you doing right now with the whole COVID
2: 19 thing? I'm you? doing good. good. Uh, we're doing good. We're bunkered down here at our house. Uh, we got two kids that are doing school stuff daily. Um, uh, Thank goodness we have a backyard pool. Uh, so we're in that a lot. And, uh, it's uh, been a lot of getting in the water and going on runs and bicycle rides and stuff to keep us busy.
1: You become a little bit more creative, I assume with your parenting, right?
2: Oh, you, you got to keep them occupied. Uh, but luckily they started their online school this week. So that takes up a couple hours a day. Um, and, uh, just, uh, wearing them out basically
1: yeah when is so when is katie yeah i like your kids go to katie isd so when are they scheduled to go back to school as of right now and of course things can change uh
2: they're scheduled to go back april 13th um we will know more i'm sure i i foresee that date getting extended um unfortunately but um as of now it's april 13th
0: okay good.
1: now i mean so yeah, for everybody, this is Scott Slay. He is the, again, he's the head coach at Foster High School. He is the head coach for the Viper Pigeons. Now, a lot of people don't know that, like, you yeah, like you currently live in Katy, but you kind of got your start in the water pole world over in Baytown, right? Uh, so what year, kind of, did you graduate from Baytown Sterling?
2: I graduated from Baytown Sterling in uh, 1996, so quite a few years ago. There you go. I graduated from
1: high school in, in 1992, so I'm a little bit older. So, but uh, and then you went and played up at uh, at Slipper Rock, uh, correct?
2: Yeah, I played at Slippery Rock University. I uh, played. Uh, I played three years, uh, uh, 96 to 99, and my my last year, I broke my thumb for like the 50th time, and that made it hard to catch and throw. You broke your thumb for the 50th time.
1: Well, I've uh, heard that I've, before.
2: Well, and maybe not the 50th, that might be exaggerated a little bit, but every time you break it, it gets a little bit worse, and uh, I I probably should have gone to seek medical attention, but that that was just not me.
1: So did you enjoy your time in in Western Pennsylvania?
2: I enjoyed it in September and May. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little cold up there,
1: isn't it? It's a little
2: cold. Um, It starts... uh, the winter starts about Halloween and it ends uh, about April, you know, late April. So a lot of cold, um, a lot of cold walks home from places. Um, but luckily the pool was always really warm.
1: And then you decided to come back as quickly as possible to Texas. And I think you started like, like kind of coaching at uh, Ross Sterling kind of, and kind of and helping out Mac McDonald there and also starting club water pool too, right?
2: Yeah, I actually, I mean, back in the old days of uh, there was a, thing called the jalapeno league in in the in this area uh i basically started coaching uh what they called baker road aquatics team brat uh in 19 re- i remember Brat. i played against Brat a long time ago so there you go uh-huh. that, that was actually started by tom landgraf um, and i uh when coach mcdonald took over i was a coach for him in the summer of 1997 so 19 year old coach basically there you go.
1: Yeah. And then you never knew what it was going to lead to. Right. So, yeah, the yeah, the riches of, of, of uh, coach and water polo in Texas. But oh, man.
2: So correct.
1: Perfect. So you were 19 years old then. But weren't you like also refing at, at in high school and kind of didn't you like referee the high school state championship game, like, you know, whenever you were like 22 years old.
2: I think the first time I co I refed a high school championship game, I was yeah probably 22 years old. How was that? Well, I, I quite I can say now I was probably in over my head. Uh, um, I uh, I don't know maybe the coaches at the time thought they could you know take advantage of the young guy.
1: Well, I'm sure you. So did you ever give anybody a yellow card or a red card, yeah, during your days?
2: Uh, quite frankly, as a referee, I've never carried cards in my pocket.
1: <laughs> there you go. Hey, things have changed quite a bit, <laughs> a lot since then, about 20 years ago. So, and then you started, um, obviously you kind of started building some club water polo kind of, kind of over in Ross Sterling and Baytown, like, yeah, kind of area. So kind of tell us about that a little bit.
2: Uh, well, we, uh, I mean, of course we started with the, Baker Road Aquatics team. Um, then after that, we decided, uh, honestly, I drove past a lowrider uh, one day, and they had a Dirty Bay. Uh, it, the It's a nickname for Baytown is Dirty Bay because of the beautiful waters of Baytown. And uh, there was a lowrider cl- club called Dirty Bay Lowrider Club, and I kind of stole their name, and we became Dirty Bay Water Polo Club. Uh, that Basically, uh, they... It it became bigger than that because it was just it wasn't just kids from Baytown. It became kids from Clear Lake area. Um, So it it actually became a pretty good sized club.
1: Now, here, I've never heard that story about the about how kind of Dirty Bay. I just have there's like five or six different stories kind of floating about about
2: about that. I just like the one that I've told people was it, it was the opposite of Clear Lake. (laughs) So, <laughs> well there that i mean it is the opposite of clear lake but it was just funny to see the sign and i i that was the inspiration <laughs> we were known as a group that was a little bit rough around the edges um and we just kind of went with it
1: and then uh and then dirty bay turned into texas water polo and then that kind of and then you kind of merged with the houston water polo club at one point right
2: that's correct uh i merged with a guy named joe linehan uh and about 2007, maybe. Um,
1: it, yeah, all the, it all blends. No, it all blends now. It all blends. But then after that, it's like, and then, you know, and then you just took the, like, and then the, I guess the Houston Motorpool kind of turned into West Houston, which is, which we have, which now is the Viper Pigeon of today. Correct.
2: Right. Um, And then we went through a couple, like, you know, I still think, I honestly think club and Houston is still kind of evolving as well. I think it's, taken some strides in the last few years, more clubs, but uh, you know, we've gone apart. We've come back together. We've gone apart. We've come back together. And I think now like uh, we're spreading our, spreading out more.
1: Yeah. And for those that don't know, it's not, I mean, he's not only been a referee and a high school coach and and a club coach. He was also, it's not, it wasn't called the ODP program back then, but it, he was a zone team coach for, for what's from the late nineties to about what, 2010
2: 99 to uh, 99 roughly to 2010
1: yes and just all the different age groups and genders and he's also been the t- and, and he's also the current tiska water polo chair which is which is the person that's in charge of all high school water polo and he's not only the current one but he was also past tiska water polo chair kind of kind of back in the mid in the mid 2000s um and also been the region chair kind of kind of here or there i believe you're also on the uh zone board as well right
2: yeah i I have a few different hats i think that's just kind of part of the responsibility of you know taking the sport like you you probably have probably bite off more than you can chew honestly but you know just helping out where you can
1: yeah exactly and and I do appreciate all, all the help that you've done and all the and all the sacrifices and time you've put in over the years, and I'm sure a lot of kids and thousands of kids are are kind of very appreciative Now talking about kind of Texas kind of high school waterfall, what can you tell us about the current status?
2: Uh, well i I mean we're kind of in a holding pattern right now. Um, we're we don't know what's coming. We're following whatever the UIL decides for team sports or any sports, according to the UIL. So when we know something from them, then that's when we're, uh, uh, you know, then then we'll act. Uh, the good news is we've, you know, we've done some things. We've made some adjustments to our schedules. We've sent that out to people like various coaches or all the high school coaches, but we're, we're, we don't know what to do. We're just making plans. And if they allow us to do it.
1: So basically if the UIL kind of moves forward and they compete in their spring sports, water pole will compete. Correct. And and, And vice versa. If they decide to cancel their spring sports, then the high school water pole season will be canceled. Is that essentially kind of what's going on?
2: Yeah, that's what we're looking at right now.
1: Okay. Good. And then, and then I believe that you know, I kind of I kind of feel it's very important if we can do a high school season, yeah, that we do, um, even if it's back into May or even into June a little bit, and then we can move all the other USA water polo kind of a, a, a events around. I just think because of the sanctioning of the sport, this yeah, kind of kind of this past October, I just think it's very very important.
2: Absolutely. I I mean every year needs a champion. I I hope we get the opportunity to do that this year.
1: And, uh, and I believe the, I mean, the girls are going to be defending their championship, uh, correct? The boys are going to be looking to get back kind of to the championship game if, you, if we are able to play. So what are you doing with your foster boys now and girls?
2: Uh, they, uh, I send them workouts. Uh, good thing for me is uh, we've got, like, just, you know, with Internet, there's just so many workouts you can pull off the Internet and just adjust them as you want. Um, I send them out to basically, uh, I sent them out via, Rem- I use Remind 101 a lot uh, for my club team and for my high school team. And I just take a picture of a workout and send it to everybody at once.
1: And then, I mean, I, I know that this is not necessarily important to talk about right this second, but, you know, like, you know, I, I don't think it's a secret anymore, but I mean, you're going to be moving to KDISD for the 2020-2021 school year. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Uh, sure. Um, I did accept a job uh, at a new school in KDISD called Jordan High School. Um, it's five minutes from my house. Um, it uh, KDISD, now that WaterPole will be moving towards UIL, um, it's a giant school district in this area and a lot of resources. And, and uh, they're getting themselves organized for upcoming UIL water polo and they kind of wanted me to be a part of it. So I, they kind of gave me an offer and I, I, I just saw some opportunity um, to expand uh, high school and expand club as well.
1: That's, I mean, that's exciting because I mean, I, I, I think you and I have talked about the possibility of Katie uh, water polo for years and years and years about this, like the untapped potential out there and then, and now you're going to be right in the middle of it, which is which is which is going to be incredible. There's lots of opportunities.
2: Yeah, there's so many kids in this area. Um, there's young families, young kids. Um, and I, I think this is a type of sport that will just explode in this area. There, every high school in Katy has a swimming pool. They have an all deep pool, and there's eight, yeah, you know, nine schools. So, a lot, lots of potential.
1: But more importantly, again, I think you mentioned it's five minutes away from your house, which is what about a mile probably. So I think uh, your kids are going to be are going to be loving that, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting um, as far as the travel goes. Uh, not that Foster was 15 minutes away; it's not like it was very far. Um, but um, it's just, uh, I mean, a big motivating factor was to expand into this area and to you know just up the in, in the Houston area well I think we all wish you the best of luck with that I, I also hope that you get to um,
1: I hope that the high school season will be played here in a couple weeks and we will see we're all going to be kind of um, kind of watching what the UIL says but uh, I do appreciate the time Scott uh, kind of good luck and uh, and kind of be safe and stay healthy
2: All right, sounds good thank you so much
0: that uh, Joe's conversation with head coach Scott Slay from earlier today. But uh, aside from that, we're done, right, Joe?
1: Aside from the conversation, yeah. But, you know, but so what do you think
0: about Scott moving to KDISD? I am. I, I... I have known that it was possible for some time. And I'll tell you what comes to mind first is that the he has an opportunity now to have won championships at four different schools. That's something quite impressive. And, and I know that it's going to bleed over into UIL water polo. But to me, just the fact that he can go to these different places and be su- successful, you know, he's got to be considered one of the best coaches in the history of Texas as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, I mean, um, it, like kind of during the interview, we, yeah, we hit upon it as far as. You know, he's been around for 20 years and he's worn a lot of different hats and he still wears a ton of different hats. And we all do. Yeah, we all do. You know, I, like yeah, like the big joke is if we didn't have conflict, if we didn't have conflict of interest, yeah, we wouldn't have a sport. So, you know, Scott has coached, he's refereed. No kidding. He's, he's been, he's on the, the Southwest Zone board. He's been, he's currently the Tisca water pole chair for his second stint on that. You know, so he's been. Mm-hmm kind of he's been oh, kind of right there in the midst of doing a lot of different things and and he's been he's been one of those people that has been integral to the growth of the sport over the last 10 15 20 years so and i think he's no gonna doubt. do great things no in K. um
0: great see, things. seems like it he's set up for success there yeah um so thank you to him uh again and thank you joe for um, spending some time (laughs) in our quarantine together uh and thank you to everyone for listening and for telling a friend about the tx water polo podcast you can go to txwaterpolo.com to listen to podcasts find us on social media leave comments give to the cause and stay up to date on the state of the game in texas and elsewhere um i'm also going to plug my other site totalwaterpolo.com go check that out Um, we're having updates and there's going to be some new content there as well Um, but until next week so long from santa fe all right
1: take
2: care james
0: And a production of TWP Sports LLC.
1: My dog is scratching at the door.
0: I, I can hear it. him.